The only way to fix this country is to take a hard right turn. What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? And I mean just that because there are no in-betweens. Good God, what's happening to this country? It is going downhill fast. I keep telling you all, Joe Biden was handpicked to ruin the world, to sink this country to its knees and ruin the world because the American dollar is tanking. Brazil just did away with it. Other countries are coming together. You got Saudi Arabia and Iran doing a deal to get away from the American dollar. I mean, there's so much going on. There's uh, CBDCs, which we know is a disaster. You don't want the government running central bank digital currencies. They can shut you off at the drop of a hat. For goodness sake, they're shutting people off now with credit cards. So imagine if all your currency just expired. But what I want to talk about now is this Washington State Senate Bill 5599. Look it up. You're going to be devastated. There's a post here from Katie Daviscourt on Twitter and Instagram, actually. It says, last night, Washington State passed Senate Bill 5599, which allows the state to legally take children away from their parents if they don't consent to their child's gender transition surgeries. All Democrats voted yes. All Republicans voted no. Senator of Washington State, Marco Leias, it looks like, he's praising the measure. What? To protect trans youth? But here's the caveat, folks. There's no minimum age. Can you imagine a three-year-old telling their preschool teacher that they want to be a girl and that his parents won't listen to him? Well, according to this bill, that little boy can go to school and not go back home. You heard me correctly. Imagine that. Imagine dropping your son off at daycare. You go back to pick him up five o'clock. He's not there. And the teacher says, I can't tell you where he's at by law. And you don't see your child for weeks and weeks. And it's the authorities that have him. So you can't get any help. Then one day you get a call that your child is now a girl and living at this facility and you can go visit. And you show up and they have mutilated your child's gender. That's what that bill says. Absolutely. Doesn't need parents' consent for gender reassignment surgery. It's paid for already by some government Medicaid bill or whatever's out there. This is the devil's package being handed to people. And nobody's doing anything about it because I keep telling you, the church has failed. Parents have failed. All those Democrats on that board that voted yes to this have failed. And God's going to deal with that. But there's more to it. What is God's stance on harming children? Let's find out. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. 
such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. Seemed pretty clear to me. Uh, I don't know why people think God's going to just turn the other cheek and let this go. He prides children. Children are special to God. Children are blameless. When a child is born, they're born with pure love. Kids are not born evil. They're taught hatred. They're taught racism. They're taught all kinds of evils. But when they're born, they're precious and innocent. And nobody's to harm a child physically, emotionally, spiritually. You just don't do it. But this world is so perverted. These Democrats are voting for bills because they couldn't keep Roe v. Wade. So they're attacking them even as they're older, mutilating them. Has nothing to do with the success of the child. It has to do with their agenda from the left. Hold that thought while we take this quick break. Hey, do you want to get in on the conversation? Visit our website, www.hardrightturn.com, and click on Live Chat Group. So how do we beat this agenda? We get together and say enough's enough. We start putting people in prison behind this crap. This is outrageous. But what causes children to... Be just so depressed and so low and so, you know, there's stories of of children seven years old wanting to commit suicide because they can't focus. Why is that? I remember being a kid in school. Yeah, I was rambunctious. I didn't want to sit in no chair all day. I stared out the window all my elementary school years just wanting to go outside. Couldn't wait for recess. Then they start taping up the windows and putting things over the windows. You can't see outside anymore because they want your imagination gone. They want your worker bee, and that is it. Well, kids don't want to just sit there all day. You can't take a seven or eight year old child who just wants to be outside chasing butterflies and climbing trees and running and tell them to sit in their chair for six, maybe seven hours a day and just learn the indoctrination system. That's not fair. Not fair at all. However, what they're putting in the foods for these kids is worse. And the medications they got them on because if the kid can't sit down because they're full of energy, they take them to a doctor and get some sort of special medication and Ritalin and all kinds of stuff. I coach two sports for my kids and their buddies and friends. And I remember one kid, Brian, who couldn't sit still. And on game day, I would tell his mom in the morning, don't give him medication. Don't give him his pills. She'd be like, he's going to be off the wall all day in school. I said, that's Friday. Don't worry about it. But we got a game tonight. And that kid was an athlete. He was amazing. When you took him off them pills, maybe he couldn't sit down in school and he was a little rambunctious. But you put him on the field, forget it. Forget it. He was an athlete. There was a few standout athletes on that team. But I remember that kid. Good for him. Hopefully, he's still doing good in life. God bless him. But here's a doctor, Rebecca Bevins, who talks about what's in the foods and why kids are so rambunctious. Take a listen. Pay attention. Imagine holding your brand new baby. The awe and joy of that moment. All you can think of are the wonderful possibilities of their future. And then, seven years later, you're looking into the screaming, crying face of a seven-year-old 
who tells you that he just wants to die. What would you do? I have three degrees in psychology, am a professor and a researcher, and I felt helpless. I knew I had to look for answers. His life depended on it. In 2005, I gave birth to our son. He was a happy, healthy, easygoing baby. He became a curious infant who developed into a fun and inquisitive toddler. He was full of life and he loved everyone. By the time he was three, he was energetic, enthusiastic, and into everything. Our nickname for him was our crazed lunatic monkey. We thought that's just who he was, constantly on the go, into everything and all over the place. His self-esteem was fantastic, and he had a ton of confidence. He was so excited to go to school. During the second week of kindergarten, his teacher pulled me aside and suggested that he had ADHD. I was shocked. His preschool never said anything like that. I mean, yes, he was interested in a lot of things, and yes, he was enthusiastic. But ADHD? And why did it seem like he only had ADHD on some days? His doctor disagreed. He said, he's just a very bright boy. And I'm grateful that his doctor did not try to medicate him. In second grade, he started having problems. He had a hard time concentrating. One day I looked at him and said, do your best to focus. And he said, I can't concentrate, mom. My brain buzzes. Brain buzzes? I have a PhD in cognitive neuroscience. If I learned anything in college, it's the brains are not supposed to buzz. <laughs> so I started looking for answers. I searched the textbooks, scientific research articles, and I scoured the internet. And I found articles on the artificial food dye Red 40 and how it caused hyperactivity in some children. I found story after story about how Red 40 caused ADHD-like symptoms in some kids. It made them hyper, impulsive, disruptive in class, and caused brain buzzing. So I thought, aha, it's the Red 40. And we pulled everything with Red 40 in it from our diet. And the brain buzzing stopped. But we let him consume other foods with other artificial dyes like yellow five and six, green three, blue one. In hindsight, I don't know why we thought those were safe when Red 40 wasn't. Maybe we couldn't imagine pulling everything with artificial food dyes from our home and our diet. That meant no more colored cupcakes, no more cheesy yellow chips, no pickles, no candies, no colored breakfast cereals. You see, artificial food dyes are in many of the foods, of the processed foods that we eat. Maybe we just couldn't imagine taking away foods that kids enjoy in their childhood. Now, I bet many of you are wondering, what are artificial food dyes? Well, they are a set of chemicals that are added to our food to enhance the color and appearance. They are man-made, petroleum-based, and banned in many countries. They provide no nutritional value, and many have been linked to cancer. And now I know, many of you are thinking, oh, then why are they in our food? <laughs> well, because we Americans, we like our brightly colored, shiny stuff, and, and this includes our food. So, now that he wasn't eating red things, he turned to yellow things. Cheesy yellow chips, yellow candies, pineapple syrup on shaved ice in Hawaii. You name it, if it was yellow, it was okay. Then, seven months after the removal of Red 40, we have a new problem. He's having emotional 
meltdowns and temper tantrums, the likes of which I had never seen. He would get upset over the littlest things. These temper tantrums turned into, they, they got more intense and more frequent. I'd ask him to turn off the TV and he would break down and cry. And the crying would turn into anger and this anger would turn into a full-blown emotional fit. He would scratch at himself. He would shred at his clothes. He would swing on me. He would scream. And eventually it would lead to him begging, Mom, just get me a knife so I can kill myself. I just want to die. We couldn't believe it. We had a suicidal seven-year-old. And all I can think of was if this continued, by the time we hit, he hit puberty, we would lose him. We were wondering what was happening to our sweet boy. So I searched the textbooks, the articles, the internet. I searched and searched. And I found one article on Yellow 5 and how it caused irritation in kids. I found more articles and anecdotal evidence of other dyes like Yellow 5 and 6 causing emotional disruptions in children. So we thought, all right, that's it. No more artificially colored food, no cheesy yellow chips, no artificial colored drinks, breakfast cereals. If it was naturally colored, it was okay. And we started living our life dye-free. And I was not ready for what happened next. That poor kid crashed like an addict coming off of drugs. He slept a lot. He would get up in the morning and he'd go lay back down on the couch. He was so tired. And he would, he craved milk and cheese. He would have eaten an eight ounce brick of cheese in one sitting if we let him. And he was sore. For the first week, it hurt his body to be touched. He ached, he ate and slept. His body was starved and it was finally beginning to recover. After a few weeks, he became more active and he tried playing with the neighborhood kids, but his stamina was so low that he could only play for five or 10 minutes before he ran out of steam. It took three months for him to recover physically enough to play with the neighborhood kids. It took six months for him to recover enough to where he was back to himself. The self we had only glimpsed over the years. For most of his life, he was a pretty thin kid. You could see his ribs through his shirt. Before removing artificial dyes that previous year, he only gained six pounds that whole year. After we removed artificial food dyes, he gained six pounds in six weeks. The rest of the year, he gained another 10 for a total of 16 pounds. He was fit and healthy, and it was obvious that the dyes were causing some physical metabolic disruptions as well as psychological reactions. As we looked, we found, oh, you know, I forgot the best part. The best part was that just days after we removed the dyes from his diet, the emotional fits completely stopped. To this day, he's never again said he wanted to kill himself. Now, <laughs> there have been times where we have had accidental and not so accidental times where he's ingested dyes. About seven months after living dye-free, we were eating at our favorite local Thai restaurant, and he wanted green tea ice cream, but it contained green three. Well, we had never tested green, and he tried to convince me that it would have no effect on him. Being the researcher that I am, I said, sure, it's Friday, let's give it a shot. 
Well, by the time we got home, he was bouncing off the walls. He was manic, hyper, euphoric, and up until midnight. Needless to say, he won't be eating green again. Once we were on our way to a play in Los Angeles and he, would offer, he was offered a mint and it contained blue one. Again, he tried to convince me that blue had no effect on him. An hour later, he was moody, grumpy, tired, and irritable. He will not be eating blue again. Last year, he had had a really rough week. He got in trouble at home, at school, and even at theater rehearsal. We were at our wits end. I was so frustrated. I just wanted to blame him for acting up. But his behavior wasn't normal. So I took a step back and I looked at what he was eating. Now, I know he's not eating anything behind our backs. He's more cautious than we are. He reads everything. He knows what it dyes feel like, and he avoids them vehemently. So I started looking at the not-so-obvious stuff, and that's when the bagel on the counter caught my eye. It was from the bakery at a local grocery store. It was an egg bagel, and it had a yellow tint. I thought, hmm, don't all bagels have egg in them? Why is this one yellow? So I called. Sure enough, they contain yellow five and six. He'd been eating them twice a week for three weeks. That's all it took. See, each dye affects him differently. Red makes him hyper, gives him migraines, and causes brain buzzing. The behaviors resemble ADHD, and the effects last about two days. Green makes him manic, hyper, and euphoric. The behaviors resemble bipolar disorder in a manic phase, and the effects last less than a day. Blue makes him tired, moody, and grumpy. There's no disorder for that yet. <laughs> but the effects last about a day. Yellow is sneakier. Yellow intensifies emotions, increases anxiety, increases agitation, aggravation, and defiance, leading to violent outbursts and thoughts of suicide. The behaviors resemble oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder. And the effects last five days. As we looked, we found that dyes are in many things. Go to any kid's party and they're everywhere. You see, our country likes their bright and shiny stuff. But at what cost? The health of our children's bodies and minds? Now, I know, some of you might be thinking, well, maybe dyes only affect your kid. And I wish that was the case then I wouldn't need to be standing here telling all of you our story. Now, I know all children are not affected, but many are. Currently, 7.5% of children are on some sort of prescription medication for emotional and behavioral difficulties. 11% of children have been diagnosed with ADHD. 4% of children between the ages of 9 and 17 will develop a conduct disorder. And 10% of all kids will be diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder. And doctors and researchers still have no cause as to this disorder. They think it might be environmental and genetic. So even if 1% of all the children under the age of 18 are affected by food dyes, that's still almost 1 million kids. 1 million. It's the dye, the color of the food dye. Brain buzzing? Hmm, interesting. Have we all become just science projects at this point? Do they need litmus tests to see what this will do to a human being over a course of years? Because that's what it seems like. I don't trust the government for anything. And with tax time here and uh, the deadline is in two hours, 
They got people scrambling to pay that tax and out of fear and, you know, you better do it. But you're paying for your own demise. And it's sad. But I always say the only way to fix this country is to take a hard right turn. We cannot keep having these leftist agendas handed to us and forced upon us. Men want to be women. Women want to be men. Children don't know what they want. Parents are making horrible decisions. The kids are in control. And here comes artificial intelligence. They're taking away our freedoms every single day. And nobody's doing anything about it. I want you to think long and hard about what you would do if you woke up tomorrow and you had no money in your account. Your retirement investments have been dissolved, expired. How would you feed yourself? How would you survive? Because folks, if we don't take a hard right turn, that day is coming. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check our website, www.hardrightturn.com. Thank you.